Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, World Cuppers. Welcome to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. My name's Marcus Speller and Luke Moll's here. I'm tired already. A happy Jim Campbell's here. Knackered. And Pete Donaldson! I'm back on top, baby. Lovely to have you back, everybody. We're right in the mix now. We're right um, in the thick of it. There are two teams who have played two games. It's not their first game anymore. No, you can get over it. <laughs> and, yeah. But Marcus, it's uh, exciting yes. now because everyone's played at least once. Mm. So we're right amongst it now. Uh, really? Yes. Italy haven't played yet. True, they? actually. They're slow starters as well, so we'll see how they get on. <laughs> the Dutch are probably fighting among themselves. <laughs> um, they probably are, just not at the World Cup. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, oh, hey, the Russians... What a wonderful yeah. start, Jim, they've made to the tournament, scoring eight goals in their opening two games. The joint highest for a host nation after two matches, of course. Italy in 1934 also uh, uh, had that record. It's, it's yeah, but they conceded one more, so this is actually the best start to a World Cup. Yeah. By a host and, and, yeah, can yeah, you better. imagine suggesting that before? Yeah, I know. Well, I suppose in hindsight, it wasn't that ridiculous considering how shockingly bad Saudi Arabia but, were uh, but, and Egypt without really Mo Salah. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but still. But Marcus... That is fair enough with hindsight, but I had a decent amount of my friends were saying they quite fancied Saudi Arabia to nick something against Russia because everyone thought Russia were poor. I, yeah. I had 1-0 down for uh, Saudi Arabia. I mean, to be fair, they are getting the rub of the green. Well, they have four shots, five shots in that match, and they managed to uh, win fairly handsomely and yeah. fairly comfortably. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are getting the rub of the green, but that's what you need in the World Cup. You yeah. can't complain about yeah. it. Do you, do you mean against uh, Egypt? Against Egypt, yeah. They, yeah. they had 11 shots, but only had six on target six on target, and scored right. three of them. But, but the, the other thing, sorry Jim, just very quickly, it's not that... You know, Russia have looked at the tournament and thought, right, we, we don't want to properly embarrass ourselves here. We know that we're the lowest ranked team in the tournament. Now, of course, part of that is because of the com- lack of competitive games and all that kind of stuff. But 
they're not stinking the place out. They're playing some nice stuff. Yeah, they've got yeah. some. They've got some players that catch the eye. Uh, Cherishev and Golovin particularly. Um, Juba, Juba looks decent enough. And, the midfielder control and things. They're, okay. they're really, cr- they're really okay. clicked. Absolutely. I mean, we all said after the Saudi Arabia game that weirdly, despite the fact they won five 0 it wasn't actually that impressive a display because they didn't hold on to the ball very well and they looked a little bit sort of bit um, disjointed and nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. perhaps that was just opening day nerves because they looked a lot more composed yesterday. They were clearly the better team, played good stuff, and they've just got the wind in their sails. And it's 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 great for the tournament, as we said after the first game. It's really really good that Russia have got off to this flying start, and everyone's sort of just just wondering what they're up against here now. They're up against Churchesov. Mm. Yeah. He looks like a man with a plan. He does. Do you know and, what I mean? And, and, he, he instills a bit of confidence. He's a mighty man. I think credit to the manager who was saying that um, he thought it was all going to be okay. And, and, and you know, of course, that's very easy to say. And it looks like he's been very wise now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he was saying that, to be fair to him. But special uh, mention as well to the fans. The atmosphere looked amazing yeah. in that game yesterday, which you'd expect because they're the host nation. Mm-hmm. But they really got behind their team. And, and it, I think it really helped them on, actually. It was a very controversial moment, of course, Um just before the kickoff, and FIFA may look into it, where the ball boy took the ball off the plinth. Right. Not the referee. Very naughty. Unacceptable. Mm. I mean, what do we think of that? Because the referee didn't, uh, uh, there was a little glance as if to say, can Come on. Yeah, and Marcus, <laughs> I don't know why they're looking into it, because to me that sounds like an open and shut case. Yeah. <laughs> There's no investigation I was, needed. I was more worried about the other match where Falcao, the referee didn't know which way he was kicking the yeah. ball. Yeah. Get, <laughs> they go, can we change around? That's something you see in Sunday League. Get Unbelievable. A- get Aiden Hazard to kick that ball, boy. Damn right. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. He won't do that. There'll be none of that at the Belgium games. No. <laughs> You'd certainly hope not, anyway. They've the, learned their lesson. The, the game uh, had sort of a nice tempo to it, actually. I know there wasn't mm. too much to hang your hat on in the first half yeah. between Russia and Egypt. But I just, Egypt needed a win, and of course Russia wanted a win, and now we're entering that second round of Mm. games. Teams need wins. They can't, like Tunisia, uh, for example, and say Switzerland, and totally understandable why those teams uh, did that, and others as well, Iceland, of course, and so on. Uh, They they, they can sit back, they they can dig in for a point, but when you have sides who need a win, otherwise they're out, uh, or or, well, maybe not out, but it's it's Mm. looking quite perilous, they need to come out a bit more. Might we? The first round of games have been very entertaining. Might we see even more entertainment, Peter? I want more entertainment. I think the teams that you would usually um, imagine would get results are going to be working even harder to get results, but will they lose their minds? And the second round will be even crazier than the first round. I hope so. But I do think. But I do think. (laughs) Will there be more losing of the minds? We were talking about this uh, before we got in the studio, how um, people are going to be trying to uh, uh, be a bit more tactical in their final game to uh, sort of guarantee mm-hmm. if, say, Germany um, end up being second in their group or perhaps even not qualifying. Yeah. Like, you're going to be going, right, do we need to be second or first? Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, the, so yeah. the third matches might be a little bit... Well, we don't want to win this. Oh, oh, do you want to win this? I don't want to win this. And England are in the final bracket as well, so we will be playing like... Maguire up front. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Well, the way he was driving forward, I think yeah. he deserves to be further up the pitch. But, but you, you know, on, it's remarkable the amount. I mean, just going back to the Russia game, remarkable the amount of games we've seen so far that have been nil nil at half time, yet haven't ended nil nil. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's been seven or eight games that have been mm-hmm. nil nil. Um, Russia, of course, they are all but through now. I mean, you'd, yeah. it'd been a staggering, a staggering set of circumstances for them not to make it through to the second round. They're probably going to play Spain or Portugal, you'd have thought. Now, yeah. a lot of football to be played yet, we know that, but it's looking likely. You would think. But I wonder, I mean, Russia are now 33-1 to 1 to win the tournament with Bet365. Uh, £10 returns £340, including state. But you wonder if you offered it to the Russian fans before the tournament what, winning round. the World Cup right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, second round against Portugal or Spain I think they'd take it they would have taken I think it. they'd have bit yeah. your hand off wouldn't they well, it, Portugal definitely 
Yeah. Spain, you're probably going, yeah, well, that, I mean, that very much is where the tournament ends, you know. Mm. But actually, I just, I you think never if, know. You never, it could be Iran, Jim. But you, but you know, on, on the Portugal thing, I spoke to Andy Brassel for On the Continent, which mm. comes out later today, who's with the Portugal camp in the Luzhniki at the moment. And um, we were saying that, well, I, I was saying that um, I wonder whether Cristiano Ronaldo papered over the cracks a little bit yeah. there for Portugal. But he said that they were really happy with their performance. Andy said he thought personally they played really well and they're a better team than maybe they're getting credit for. Well, and they're a lot more settled. So in Spain mm. as well. And of course, impressive. they countered very well. And that's not necessarily how they're going to set up against Morocco and Iran. They'll probably have a very, very different agenda when they sure. set out to, to, you know, to dominate the game more. And you, you expect they'll be able to do that. Um, but then, Jim... You're right. Obviously, they they definitely won't play exactly how they played against Spain because that that would be a little bit silly. And they need a win because let's be yeah. honest, they only drew against yeah. Spain. They they need a win. Got to chase down group leaders Iran. They certainly do. <laughs> but they're up against Morocco, and Morocco needs something. Yeah. So I wonder if Portugal may just slightly sit off them because they will leave gaps at the back, and yeah. they're they're a far cry from Spain. And if they look good again on the break against Spain at times. My goodness, you'd expect them to get a lot of joy against Morocco. Before we move on completely from the Russia-Egypt game, it's probably worth a mention for, for Mo, big Mo Salah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we don't have to move on completely. We, he was there in body. But... Just about, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was. I think we can all agree it was nice to see him smash home that penalty definitely, and get a World definitely. Cup goal. And at least there was a, there was a flicker of, uh, of the Mo Salah. He had a couple you know. of chances, that he, but he looked like a yeah. player who hadn't been able to fully train or get sharp. Well, yeah, he'd been I, training I, I, alone. I don't think it was anything. Everyone's sort of saying, oh, he still looks a bit injured. I don't think he looked injured. I just think he looked a little bit off the pace. He's just, just a bit wary. And, and, and everything had to go through him when, you know, it, that's never a good position. Look how Messi dealt with that last uh, in Argentina's yeah. first match. It's never a good situation. But that type of in. injury he has... You know, with the shoulder, shoulder barging, and all the rest. I of it think he was. I think he, he was very he's trying to t- stay away a little bit from the action. Completely understandably, very so. visibly um, shine away from any sort of physicality. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because I think he knew that Russia knew it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, cool. But and it affected his confidence because <clears throat> there was a chance where he just completely snatched and slashed at a ball that was just inside the penalty mm. area, and the, the the amount of times we've seen Salah this season for Liverpool take a touch, take another touch. Carve a bit, half a yard. Be just be confident, and then play play the right finish. He was just nowhere near. Yeah, and he was like, trying to do things very very quickly, wasn't he? And also, I think yeah. you know, injured or not, the way Egypt play is is so much slower than the way Liverpool play. So you're not necessarily going to get the same Mo Salah anyway, because so much of of his game is about that really quick sort of link play and that speed of thought. And Egypt just don't have the players around him to do that in the same way. And, and, and when you're two three nil down, it's not ideal. No, <laughs> no exactly. I mean they had a little go, didn't they, Egypt? And it was a shame that they couldn't add to the the, the mm. one goal they scored, which would have been a lovely finish to the game mm. but in games like that a little bit of quality can go a long way and a fully yeah. fit Mo Salah actually could have grabbed that by the scruff of the neck because Russia they were pushing forward there was there were gaps at the back but it, it just showed and the first goal was an absolute stinker wasn't it it's yeah. so uh, unlucky straight off half time OG is, is the top scorer yeah right? that's going to irk Ronaldo <laughs> yeah. fire him up and Kane yeah. but you, you know, you know, Ronaldo Marcus. will set that straight Jim by the way <laughs> I, was, I, was a little, I was a little bit confused by Egypt's approach purely because I wonder if it's a similar thing to when, when Brazil lost Neymar in the last World Cup and it affected the whole squad. Salah is their standout player and, it, and you wonder whether they just looked a bit lost without him and even when he was on the pitch they knew he wasn't fully there and they would have known they would have known and I was confused as to why they didn't just try and keep it really tight and try and nick one because I, I, they're playing Saudi Arabia last I mean, yeah, they they could they could they could have just tried it, but they left themselves way too open. I think Hagazi, who I think is a good centre back, and I've been consistent with that. He, but he's by far their best defender. 
Um, and the others didn't seem like they were up to much. And Agazi quitted himself pretty well, but he can't do it all on his own. And the gaps they were leaving for, for um, particularly Cherishev to exploit were, were fairly obvious. Um, so all in all, a pretty disappointing World Cup for Egypt, mm. obviously. Certainly. And, Certainly. But, but it does go to show you just very quickly, the draw in the order in which you play the games is important. Mm. Because, you know, Egypt go up against the half of the hardest game first, they get beaten narrowly, it affects them badly, all the other stuff that's gone on as well, they're then playing the host. It's actually a tougher draw than yeah. maybe was considered for Egypt, yeah. looking back on it now. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to go to Group H, gentlemen. And I know you're with me, Peter, with this. Pete Donaldson's Group H. Because Japan... Japan. Japan got themselves off to a winning start. It was the first time winning in on European soil, beating South American opposition. And what a great win. And the first sending off at the tournament. Yeah. It's happened. We've got that under our belt. If you are going to do that, don't do it in the first few minutes. No. Don't be the second fastest red card in the history no. of the World Cup. <laughs> At least be the fastest. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, if, you, if you're setting your stall out, but it going was on, a silly one. It yeah. was very it silly. It was a it silly was so, one. I mean, it's a baffling decision. It's not as weird as the Umtiti one. Because um, it's a lot closer to him, I think it's almost just instinctive, isn't it? Sometimes players, mm. yeah, it's that close to them. It's, it it's just a sort of defense it's, mechanism. It's that a you're not poor in control decision of. to put your team up against it from the third yeah. minute. I mean, he was sort of trying to cover for for Tottenham's Davison Sanchez, who made a right hash of it. By the way, he, he was, was, sh- he was very poor at the back, yeah. wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was obviously been very good for um, yeah, yeah. But, but he, uh, he did have to play sort of eighty-seven minutes <laughs> without someone that he's used to playing with. Though. Mm. Kagawa with a very confident penalty, yeah. It was, yeah. Just rolled it in, dispatched it quite nicely. <laughs> well, like, well, like watch the keeper kind of commit and just went, yeah, I love that. Yeah, one, one, of, one of those, um, one of those decisions on the handball where it's easy to say, and of course you're right, it's instinctive, and it was in the heat of the moment and all the rest of it. But to me, it's almost like I know that Japan were going to score if he didn't do that. But take the goal. I know. Just concede yeah. the goal. You're three minutes in. You're, you're probably on paper mm. a better team. Reset and so say it's not the start we wanted, but we've got 11 men on the pitch. We can go and, and, and maybe try and turn it around. Very hard to do that. I think his thought process has let him down there. Sure. It, it was a very quick decision. But the thing, the annoying thing is with that whole situation was one of their better players, obviously Falcao, he had a lot more work to do. I thought he actually played quite well. Like leading, he was leading the, the line, coming deep, picking the ball up. I thought he played quite well. He's nearly on the end of a couple of situations. Yeah. Very close, Peter. Mm. What did you make yeah. of the uh, free kick? It was nice. Japan missed a few chances to make it 2 0 up. They, uh, they will do that. <laughs> but then, but then, but then Quintero scored that, that lovely free kick, which Falcao fouled the defender and got given a free kick. I mean, it was yeah. genius. He's a very good play. player in, yeah. in that sense. It, it was one of those ones where. It was outright. I just thought to myself, if yeah. you're Japanese and, uh, you know, Japanese player in that game, you just think, oh, come on. Yeah, my, my theory on that, and this happens a lot in football with referees, my theory on that is to be a referee at the top level, and a lot of them are, are quite a bit younger now because they have to be athletic and physically mm, yeah. fit and all the rest of it. So to get to that level of refereeing at that age, you've almost got to have been a referee f- since you were really young. Yeah. So as a result, you're probably going to sm- spend a lion's share of your, of your time refereeing games. You're not going to play games. So, whereas in the past, older older referees might have been, they used to be players, but then they couldn't really make it, so then they became referees. So they've got an understanding. Mm-hmm. My theory on that decision there, that type of decision, is that it's just the referees, they don't know enough about what it's like to be a player. Even if you've played at a really low level, you know exactly what the four is doing there, I and they don't pick up on that. I mm. think, Luke Moore, you're suggesting there should be job swaps going on. Yeah. Get the referee swaps. into the, the teams, and then some players referee, and so the players are thinking, you know, this is tough. Yeah. A little bit more sympathy... They'll go with what the referee's saying, and then the referee can have a run out and spot these things that you're saying. Well, the, the referee should Clattenburg jo- up front. The referee should have a job swap where he plays in a position against a team of bastards. Yeah, who do everything <laughs> to, to play every rule in the book, try every law in the game. They try and sort of <laughs> yeah, circumvent. All agreed. And then the referees will know, and then that sort of free kick won't happen. But 
in a way, I'm pleased it did happen because Japan still won the game. They, they did. deserve yeah, to win. They did. And we saw a lovely free kick. It was a beautiful free kick. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the goalkeeper in slow motion, it sort of was like, is he going to get there? Is he, is he, oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it did look like Japan had thrown a, a good opportunity away there as well, and you sort of mm. worried for them for, for a little bit. I'm, I'm delighted that they got the win. There, yeah. was, there was an extraordinary piece of punditry around that particular instant. I forget who was who said it, so forgive me, but... It was almost, you know, this great debate about whether the wall should jump or not. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously if you jump, then the ball can go under you and certain players have, have, have exploited that in the past. But if you don't jump, it's easier to get over the wall, obviously. Yep. Some pun, it might have been Phil Neville, but I don't necessarily want to besmirch his name uh, unnecessarily. He'll do that himself. Yeah. He said, well, what we were told was just only jump six inches. Because <laughs> then the ball can't go under, and it's like, okay, so how are you going to know it's six inches that, when yeah. you're jumping? Well, it's Alex Scott bizarre. said that the teams that she's played in, they were told never to jump mm, because right. of deflections as well and confusion for the goalkeeper, and, and obviously the ball going under you. Most, I, I would always tell us most to jump. Most keepers say like uh, the further out the ball, the more. Uh, the the it's actually more of a hindrance to actually have a wall, isn't it? Because the keeper can just see it. Mm-hmm. And get I, over. I, I think I, mate, I think you're absolutely right. I think if, if the free kick is further than thirty, thirty, there's no point having a wall. Get I mean, in the middle I mean, of the goal. If you are uh, Kawashima, the Japanese at a goalkeeper, all bets are off because you're a bit crap. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty uh, crazy was at he, times. Was he the oldest Japanese player to play at a tournament? Probably. I mean, he's, I mean, he's only thirty-five. There was some. Record. He's not King Kazoo and all that. He's certainly no, not. No. Um, my, my, get my, Kazoo in there. My opinion, my opinion of Japanese goalkeepers has been irredeemably uh, biased by the fact that Pompey had Yoshi Kawaguchi for a while, uh-huh. who was absolutely horrendous. But what about some of the defensive work with Hammers Rodriguez bearing down on the go? Sarko, mm. the goal scorer. What a block that, that was. Superb, yeah. Heroic Jim Campbell. It was. It was. Well, uh, I'm referring to you there. Thank you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those strange ones as well where the angle tricks you a bit and you think, is it how is, has Rodriguez kicked back backwards? It was yeah. <laughs> sort of a weird one. But yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it good was... to see Hamas Rodriguez coming on. Dean not fit enough to start, of course, yeah. hence he was on the bench. Presumably he'll be starting from now on. It's, Absolutely it's also right. like, you know, um, it's a great win for Japan and it's a nice story because I don't think many people would have rated their chances against Colombia um, if Colombia had had 11 men. Um, and yeah, Colombia were the favourites to win yeah, the game. Abs- of course, absolutely, yeah. and I, I, I'm, I hope Rodriguez will be starting from now on because it, I want to see what they can do. Um, yeah, it's good to well, see them in the World Cup and just seeing them in in, in full flow. It's a good group. This, teams. yeah, it's really it's really tough to call. I think mm. you know, Japan are three to one to beat Senegal in their next game. So ten pound with bet three six five returns forty pound, including stake. Absolutely, that's of course on Sunday afternoon. I think. Then, you, then you're home and dry, aren't you? Home and dry. Yeah, and, that, and that's then the, thing. You're the group. You're right. Jim makes a really good point there because you know you you don't get many chances in the World Cup, and if you have a man yeah. sent off after three minutes mm-hmm. and you come out with a defeat, you think, well, our plans are now in pieces because we we, we expected to win that game. Mm, we yeah. thought we had everything we had to win the game, and then you have every chance really taken away from you. It would have been a huge effort for them. Um, certainly in, in modern times to, 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 to be able to play um, for 87 minutes and win with 10 men so it's very difficult for them and they play Poland next to me, who to be fair didn't look that good actually no they, they looked did, didn't seem to turn up did they well we'll talk about Poland in, in the second half uh, very much so but I'd like to mention Carlos Valderrama in the stands with his wife who had mm. similar hair to him yeah, yeah nice. it's almost like a Brian May Anita Dobson type situation mm. all for it I'm who, sure who wants to sit behind them well, exactly. Not the Restrictive view tickets. If you're going to have your view restricted, let it be restricted by that. By <laughs> LP, mate. And, um, the Jap- Japan fans videoed uh, cleaning up the stadium after the match. It was sort of a theme in Group H. This. Yeah, Senegalese are doing that as well, yeah. It's the cleanest group. The cleanest group. I love that. Thanks yeah. to those it's, wonderful that's, fans. That's normal <laughs> in Japanese society, isn't it? As, a, yeah. as people mm-hmm. attest. Everything um, you need to know about professionalism great. is that the All Blacks, the greatest, arguably the greatest sporting team in history, 
all have to clean up the dressing room wherever they go afterwards together after every game because mm-hmm. um, it, it, it basically helps to sort of harvest and, and foster sort of humility and team spirit and stuff. I don't imagine many football teams do that. No. But it's good to see the fans doing that in the stadium. Very good. much so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back to talk more football after this. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ball played through for Shabalala, who is onside. It's a real chance for Shabalala. And he fires it home in style. I remember oh. that one. What a, yeah, what a, what yeah. a moment. I was waiting for the, the, the immortal line. No, I didn't want to put that in. Because <laughs> it ruined the World Cup. Could that really be eight years ago? Jeez. Jeez. We it's were there briefly, weren't we? We were. Very briefly. We, we crossed down. paths with England, didn't we? They flew home as we <laughs> <Yeah>. flew out. <laughs> yes. I think they flew home a lot earlier than us. <laughs> um, but yes, welcome back to the World Cup ramble, everybody, in yeah. case you were wondering where you were. Um, Poland, they were, they were very disappointing. They lost to Senegal 2-1. It was a great win for Senegal and, yeah. and CC. I'm enjoying the manager CC on the touchline, he looks quite stylish, mm. uh, switched on chap. Uh, two fortuitous goals, but they'll take it. Yeah, I think deserved as well. I think Senegal were the better side. They had a lot more energy about them and they just they seemed a little more direct and dynamic. And Poland just looked a bit leggy and very just ordinary. Their communication just seemed to be all over the place. It was very messy. They're the seeded team in the group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't really yeah. play like that at all. No. My goodness, yeah. And it'll be fascinating because, uh, as you say, they're playing Colombia next. Yeah, uh, both teams need a win. I don't keep saying that, but but th- that'll be an interesting game because Poland are going to have to do something more. Colombia will attack them, no maybe, doubt maybe, about that. Maybe their seed was a laburnum seed. It could have poisonous. Been. Another uh, Oki as well. Speaking of poisonous <laughs> events, uh, um, another yeah. own goal. No, mm. that was that Listen, was another it, stinker. Of if a goal, every yeah. team is scoring an own goal in this tournament, looks like what well, looks like it anyway. Mm-hmm. But England are going to do one at one point. <laughs> I'd rather I did it when we're three 0 up against Panama. Yeah. than in the, in the knockout fight. Get it out of the way. Get yeah, get yeah. it out of the way. What about Niang? Eh. Off the pitch, yeah, came back it. on, said thank you very much. Would you yeah. be fuming about that if it was against England? No, because oh, the, mate, we'd be still talking about it if it happened in 1968. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, A famous World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the reason why they, they shouldn't be too fuming, as you say, is Chesney can see the whole thing. 
decides to run for it, yeah. mm. the defender Was can a see dreadful pass The defender back. can see Niang yeah. in his peripheral vision. Like, there's absolutely no way he. It was he Krakowiak, wasn't it? Who, um, right, who, who lopped it, it over. Back. Yeah. yeah. yeah so but there are chances to deal with it way before it becomes a problem. Though. Absolutely right. Dreads. And if the referee said he can come back on the pitch. He, he can, can come back, back yeah. on the pitch. Yeah, he can come back on the pitch. I don't see what the argument Get on is. the pitch. Get off Get the pitch. Get off the pitch. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so presumably, we'll, I mean, Marcus, you, you've put in your notes that you didn't think Senegal were particularly brilliant. They but, didn't have to be, though. No, but they were the better team, you'd say. Yeah, you? but they yeah. Didn't, that's the thing. They didn't have to be brilliant. Mm. They didn't have to do much. They, they, they got a fortuitous opener. Yeah. And then the second one capitalised on the, on the mistake. And that's enough to get the three points and you, you've you got a, a toe in the second I, I, round I do hope the next round is as good as this <laughs> it's been yeah. absolutely batshit you were saying that earlier Pete like, and, and you were saying oh do you reckon it will calm down and I was just saying my, my, my theory on it is that the, the first round of games in the World Cup will inform the second round of yeah. games right mm. different teams will need different things we hope England for example will be quite serene against Panama the pressure's off them a little bit Panama are a poor team England got a confidence boost in win if you're Germany mm. playing against a rugged tough Sweden you're probably a little bit more nervous because although Germany are a better team, so Sweden aren't going to make it easy. And one thing about Sweden is since Latin's left, they look compact. They look yeah, like they everyone knows they their job. They look rugged and tough. They're an yeah. RTS. They are rugged and tough. The mm. Pete Donaldson That's uh, That's the squad, like squad Freshness album, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Preacher RTS. Plastic Bertrand. Real-time shooter, RTS. Yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. The Senegal fans helping clear up in the stadium after, which was yeah. uh, delightful to see as well. Mm. Yeah, and something we mentioned... About five, five minutes, minutes ago. ago. <laughs> so, so you didn't want to give them a mention for that? No. Yeah, oh, just no. Japan, you, okay. only want to, you only support Japanese people? Is that right? Is that right? Peter? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, okay, well, we won't mention them. Uh... Would you like some emails? Marcus? <laughs> Not yet. Marcus, <laughs> after that, after that uh, horrendous um, piece of uh, misbehaviour from Pete Donaldson, right. he'll be clearing the studio up after the show. <laughs> oh, that'll make a change. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we're in, we're in every day. It is getting quite messy, guys. So it I'm is, yeah. Stuff yeah. Out, um, all right? Before we move on... Uh, Luke, you're a man who employed the dark arts when you played the game. Um, Was it Sané who fouled uh, Lewandowski? It was the only time the the big striker found a bit of space. He tried to motor into it and uh, Senegal were thinking, no No way. And and, And the covering defender probably... Well, it was a genuine attempt to play the ball. Um, wow. So, the, the, the you know, John Champion, the commentator, said, but there was a covering defender that probably just ensured yeah, that I'd it was a so. yellow card. But are you enjoying uh, Ali McCoy's on CoComs? If, Top you're, man, not, if yeah. you're not enjoying Ali McCoy's with you're John Champion... You're a Celtic fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, Jim, come on. I'm really enjoying Ali McCoy's little cultural excursions he's having between games. You know, he's just sort of <laughs> reporting back on the things he's been doing in the yeah. cities, which I think is absolutely wonderful. <laughs> but one of my pet peeves about football in general, and this, this is sort of... This is magnified hugely in a World Cup. Is you will see a pundit trending whenever there's a game on on Twitter, and it will be someone going, oh, "I wish there was a mute button for uh, uh, uh. same sort of boring, inane, <laughs> yep. mindless jokes over and over and over again." There's so much negativity towards pundits. Not the case with Ali McCoy. No, yeah. he's the only one. That there is there is all that as well. Still, as there's always going to be, but there's a lot more positivity in that, and I like that. He seems really fun. Just yeah, I'd, oh, I'd like to spend time with Ali McCoy. Marcus and I have, have, worked, have been fortunate. Oh no, I haven't. Oh, I've been, I've been yeah. fortunate to work with him a number of times. And I tell you, he's the sort of guy that if you if you come away from that thinking you don't like him, you've got something wrong with you because yeah. he is the most infectious, fun, nice man. Um, it's a pleasure to work with him. If you're out in Russia and you get to go on the cocktails with Koisty, I'll oh, tell you and what. he will go out on the piss with anyone. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, I loved it when uh, he said he was talking about Blaszczewski with had the longest name 
in the yeah. tournament. I think yeah. it was 11 letters. Yeah. And he said, our oh, joint longest name. And so he was quite proud of that fact. Although presented it in a very, is this, a, is this worth anybody's while? Yeah. And then, that, uh, I think it's actually 13 letters. Oh, was it 13? Yeah. But, but, isn't it? Yeah, but John Champion said, uh, well, we've had a bit of correspondence. Alexander-Arnold, uh, Milinkovic-Savage, they've got longer names. And he just went, no hyphens in my uh, my game. So uh, next question, John. <laughs> <laughs> Starting it out. Speaking, speaking of people doing uh, little excursions and stuff, did you see um, what Harry Kane said about uh, the Battle of Stalingrad? No. no. Oh yeah, it was it was um it was oh. it was delightfully inane. It was no. one of the most inane. It's like, you know, it's like yeah. the big statue of the motherland calls and stuff. He, uh, he it's said, an amazing uh, statue. He by said the way. Yeah, he said the history. It is what it is. Yeah, true. There we go. It's true though, isn't is, it? Isn't everything is, is what, what it is? is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. To be fair, Kane, Kane's goals are his business, Donaldson. Yeah. yeah. Um, very quickly before I go on to to to, to this, um, Lewandowski. I really wanted to, to pick up on that on the point about him because he's the standout player at Poland. And it's almost as if in the in the team talk, the Polish manager was like, right, what they'll expect us to do <laughs> is get the ball to Lewandowski the whole time. That's, yeah. Nah. No, no. <laughs> We're giving him five touches max. Yep. <laughs> and he better be ruthless with him. They won't know what to do. And he wasn't. Was no, he? No, no, no. But uh, Poland are now seven to four with Bet365 to qualify out of their group. So um, a bit of a tough ask for them, of course. Mm. £10 returns, um, £27.50, including steak. Mm-hmm. I've uh, got some emails, guys. Oh. Hello to uh, Paul, a student physio in Manchester. All this talk of Nobby Solano has me reminiscing of the 2010-2011 um, season for my club, Hull City. Nobby signed for us in the summer of 2010 and quickly took up uh, residence in the neighbouring village of North Therabee. He quickly set up <laughs> his own Peruvian trumpet class, which people could go to weekly and be taught to play the trumpet by Nobby himself. I mean... I've got no proof real? of this happening. Don't worry but about it. It sounds very much on brand. Yeah. Uh, you won't be surprised to hear that this didn't really take off as the people of Hull didn't really have the appetite to learn the Peruvian trumpet. Uh, I don't know how that differs from a normal trumpet. Maybe it's just the way that you do it. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I still, Altitude. Altitude. <laughs> I still believe to this day that that, that fact uh, played a small part in the player quickly moving back to his route to the northeast, where I can only assume the appetite to learn the Peruvian trumpet is greater. Yeah. I did learn the uh, the cornet slash trumpet when I was at school in the northeast, so maybe it's was it uh, Peruvian. It's a big <laughs> the way I did it, mate. Yeah. Playing a bit of Osola Mio you're in a te- Peruvian manner. Your teacher said you're not very good. No, I'm playing the Peruvian style. Yeah, you <laughs> well, get it. your next chance to uh, to perhaps get a glimpse of of Big Nobby yeah. is tomorrow afternoon when they play France. I think at four o'clock. Oh, we've four, all got to be I behind Peru there. Nothing against where's the French. The, where's the Solano need... cam? Yeah. Get, get the red button out. <laughs> uh, we've got an email from uh, Ahmed uh, Nada, uh, depressed Egyptian here with. Uh, that's just the email uh, with uh, Egypt's penalty goal Egypt have now been to uh, three World Cups scored one in each and have not scored from Morton Place since 1934 Uh, that is is a barren spell Magdi uh, Abdelghani scored a penalty against the Dutch in 1990 and released several videos taunting Egyptians about being the only one to score in almost 100 years what a dickhead (laughs) (laughs) and finally for now against the Dutch finally for now um, please can I remain anonymous for this one Uh, this is the email and not me I guess you know who I am. Um, I am at a advertising conference in Cannes, aka a massive piss up. Last night I went to a party for the England game where Jim White interviewed Big Sam pre-match. Oh, oh yeah, he told oh. me he was doing that. I didn't listen to any of that, but I did end up standing next to Sam for the first half. You'll be pleased to know he spent the entire half complaining about the heat while nailing gallons of Guinness and kilos of chicken wings. Good lad. Mate. He only looked up once to give Lingard some shit for missing before getting back to his own little party. Photo attached, and he has attached a photo, and yes... Uh, those people are in residence. So thank you, anonymous texter slash emailer. 
Great stuff. Ooh. Could have been Big Sam himself. Just yeah. put, just put yeah. the feelers out. Let if people you, know he's <laughs> open for business. He's fine with it. <laughs> yeah. If you uh, want to get to the show, show at thefootballramble.com is how you can do that. Nice yeah. one, PT. Nice one for emailing in, guys. Uh, today's fixtures, we mentioned Portugal versus mm. Morocco earlier on, and we mentioned that Ronaldo will be setting the record straight. He must be offended that Cherishev has pulled level with him mm. on three goals. So uh, affect Ronaldo to put a lot of clear blue water in between him and that man. Um, Ronaldo's men need a win. And uh, will they get any sort of inspiration from uh, disgraced former president Semp Blatter possibly being in attendance? Yeah, possible. I mean, mm. we, we was photographed. Yeah. We was photographed with a couple yeah. of... Um, I'm not just saying this to, to, to wind you up, Jim, but a couple of football fans, one of which had an Arsenal shirt on. Oh. Um, so he's, he's definitely in situ somewhere. Uh-huh. But we were talking about this earlier and, and yeah, in the context of teams that need a win. If you're Morocco, presumably you're not just going to play really open because you need to win the game. You're, you're going to do what I suggested Egypt should have done earlier, which is keep it really tight and try and nick something. Yes. There's no way they're going to go toe to toe because they're playing a better side, much better, mm. much better. So, but I think I think Morocco, as you said, Marcus, as well. Morocco were very unlucky against Iran. I, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. they were the better team, but of course, doesn't count for much if you don't score. But if there's one man who can inspire some footballers, it's Herbie yeah. Fox. It's the big man, the yeah. big fox, Renard. I thought you meant Blatter. I thought Morocco could take heart from the plucky underdog <laughs> yeah. in the stadium. So with, with Blatter, I mean, he's, he's he's got a standing invite with Putin, mm-hmm. and that's. Seems to be part of the reason why he's going to be in attendance, but he's also banned from football activity. So is, is he essentially yeah. saying he's not allowed to give any comment on it? Yeah. No, but he's no, got but, to sit really still. But yeah. is, he, is, is he essentially saying I know I'm going to get like an extra two year ban on top of this for this, but I'm still going? No, because no, no, no. But it, this is not football activity. Sort of. He's, no, because FIFA said before the tournament, didn't they? When Blatter said that he might be at the um, what was it the the the, the the coming together of all the FIFA delegates or something. Right, he he okay. sort of suggested that he may be there and FIFA mm. quickly said he's welcome to come to the tournament as a spectator. Oh, that's right. Okay. You're right. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's fine to is be he, there. Is he allowed to come as a cleaner so he cleans up after all of the uh, fans afterwards? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, well, I, I doubt Seth Blatter has cleaned anything for <laughs> more than 30 years. Hey, he certainly he, didn't clean up his act. No, exactly. Oh, he's satire. Blatter's hey. ban is more sort of black and white, say, than, than the... The strange situation that Rafael Marquez finds himself uh, it, with Mexico, with some of the sponsors. But we'll talk about that on On the Continent. Yeah. It's, it's worth uh, That is a bizarre in. story. It is quite bizarre indeed, yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Uruguay versus Saudi Arabia. A chance for Suarez and Cavani to fill their boots. Mm. Or, or have, aka, have Saudi Arabia been playing possum? <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to bounce back in fine style? Imagine mm. that. They, they kind of lulled everybody into a false sense of security. And yeah. now they're going to hammer them. Well, listen, there's three yeah, games. I'm, to sure, I'm sure they're really. Uh, I'm sure their <laughs> mindsets are really. After a hammering, after nearly crashing their own plane. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine they're having a great oh, time. Yeah, they never nearly crashed, crashed their, their own, own plane. A bird smashed into it. Yeah, Was that bird released different. by anyone else? <laughs> the, Ara- the Iran team. Yeah. You know. Released that. So bird. today we've got Portugal, Morocco, Uruguay, Saudi Arabia, as we've heard, and Iran, Spain. Does anyone here think we're going to see a surprise? Ups- <laughs> an upset, any upset, even a I draw? Think it, I think it might be an upset too far, even for this World Cup. Yeah, right? you never know. It is uh, Suarez's 100th appearance for Uruguay, so he might uh, absolutely fill his boots. Oh, yeah, mm. by which you mean fill his mouth <laughs> with <laughs> someone else's flesh. He's going to bite some goals, uh, etc. Yeah. Luke any... Moore, what's our best bet with Bet365? We'll get Jackie Hartley in. <laughs> we got another... <laughs> get, seriously, get her on the phone. Best bet um, with Bet365 this time around. Of course, we've still got um, the standing one from yesterday, which is both teams to score in the Portugal v. Morocco game later today. So keep an eye out for that one. Today's best bet, I'm going big. 
I'm going exciting. I'm going over three and a half goals in Argentina v Croatia tomorrow night. Love that. Mm. I think it's two great teams, obviously. I'm oh, hoping yeah. there's going to be goals. I think there will be. It's three to one with Bet365, and that's where our £50 is going. If we get four or more goals, it'll return £200, including stake, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. Uh, don't forget, you must be over the age of 18 to gamble, and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, it's begambleaware.org. Love that bet, Morsey. Argentina need a win. They do. Modric is going to think, oh, through balls galore. Croatia, Croatia can punish them. Do you know what? I feel myself, in the, in, the, in the way that I kept saying, it's the first game, I'm now saying, they need a win. If Argentina and Germany both go out in the group stage, they won't. I will kiss Pete Donaldson. Where? On the face. You nah, kiss me, you're kissing me when England scored? I did actually, right, yeah. on, the, right on the mouth. Right, right. The, next to your wife? <laughs> yeah. That's what I did it. She told him furious. to. Yeah. <laughs> I looked over at her and said, this could be us, but you playing. <laughs> <laughs> there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. We're off to uh, see Mr. Renard and his wonderful white shirt. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. And when are we back, Marcus? Tomorrow. Tomorrow's. Again. It's never ending. Goodbye. Mm. Say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey Donaldson. Goodbye. It's goodbye from me and all of us in the city of London. London, goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.